0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of That's What She Said with T and Vine. This is Vine, your Midwest Connect, and we're joined by our always illustrious co-host T. T, say hey to the people. Hey to the people, illustrious in a bonnet. Oh, ew, looking, looking. I got my bonnet on too. I just want to say the only time I'm professional on this podcast is during the introduction. I'm real like, hey guys, and then it's all downhill from there you be
1: like cooking dinner directing traffic all types of stuff in the background I'd be like on the zoom like you
0: okay over here okay. no I'm not okay over here I'm over I'm I was today I was in a call with the governor's like COVID recovery advisory committee flex, in, while, flex. while also in parent-teacher conferences Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like Oliver's not getting those assignments. Yet. Oh no no that's not for you. That's not for you. That's not, for you. That's not for you. What we need to do is make sure that the language that we're using is accessible. No no Mr. Zaber that's not for you. That's not for you. <laughs>
1: so good so good.
0: That's that's a constant in my life. I'm trying to get to the point where um, I am. So you know how Shonda Rhimes had a year of yes Mm mm-hmm i'm gonna be having a year of no
1: yeah no
0: exactly so i somebody approached me about being a commissioner for something i was like you know no thank you no thank you i appreciate you thinking about me appreciate the offer no Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Um, i'm gonna be off ramping a couple things i'm involved in so between from from June 2021 to June 2022, I'm only doing the bare minimum.
1: Mm-hmm. Bare, still a lot for you.
0: No, bare minimum.
1: Okay, we'll see. I mean,
0: like I'm gonna work my job, work my job, do my hobby. Okay, I'll see. I'll hold you to that because I know please you. Please do, please do, because I do want to do less so badly. You know, we worked really hard this year, Tracy. Like. Mm-hmm. In addition to surviving a pandemic, in addition to raging against a blatant voter obstruction across the country, but for me specifically in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm um Totally ramping up Love on Black Women and getting it to award winning status. Okay, okay. Slight flex. okay Second straight flex. flex of the uh, podcast. <laughs> All right, we are ready. Okay. We ain't even in the topic right. section. You better keep track We're flexing. not in the topic section yet, but this is like reflecting. I mean, launching and helping to organize a citywide ballot pickup because the state of Wisconsin was on bullshit couldn't get their election in order
1: i'm not surprised y'all couldn't even celebrate black history month this year so couldn't
0: celebrate black history month like (laughs) all that has happened and i your girl is exhausted constant cleaning and sanitizing and worrying and masking up and spraying my mama down and threatening to put her on the bus because she's gonna keep her mask on in the car like it's been a year (laughs) it's been a year I need a break. Yeah. I, I need a little vacation.
1: I got this email and it was like, thank you for your patience. And I was like, I don't have no patience.
0: <laughs> I got cons- no patience that I hate waiting.
1: What is this not consensual patience you talking about? I am, not- patience does not reside here. And especially not for this email. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't write that back. Let me put the computer down. So
0: that? That's been a year. We survived an insurrection. hmm An attempted coup. White people were acted up. White <laughs> people acted up. We we had a whole summer of marches and demonstrations and worrying about our people. <laughs> Baby, a year of no. I want to take a sabbatical. Like I really want to go into the mountains and stay at a at, at like at like a monk's monastery that's what i want to do for like a year but they're going to be anti-black when i get there so i just can't even do that right my mm. little braided belt gonna come up missing they're gonna blame me like i, I can't even do it stop me <laughs> well
1: here's what i want to say i want to say um as we start this podcast um i I have done a couple things today and all of them have been, I think, um, shaped by uh, just my feelings about what happened in Atlanta. And I don't think that we can uh, go forward without talking about that a little bit Mm -hmm. as not like part of any kind of hot topics or anything like that, but just as like people um, in mourning for what happens in this country consistently. Um, so yesterday, um, a white man in Atlanta um, went on a killing spree. I um, mean, he killed uh, two Asian women. I believe the death count for what he did is up till eight. Um, but uh, six Asian women were killed in that time. Um, and I just, I feel um, really, really deep mourning for um, what this means and how this continues to happen. Um, I I shared some things around um, like stop Asian hate. And I'm also just like, stop this fucking violence. Like stop doing this mm-hmm. and stop excusing it. One of the things that happened that was infuriating was that um, one of the police officers was doing like a press conference and he was like, yeah, he had a bad day bitch, I had a bad day too. What you mean? I've had a bad 365. We just talked about how hard this year was. And, not, and none of that time included me going and shooting people at racially motivated events and had the audacity to then go say that, oh, maybe it wasn't racially motivated. Um, he said it wasn't. Oh, did he say that? We We let that shit slide. Mm-hmm. So and then it comes up that this officer has um, had, like the officer who went up and said that um, has a history of putting up like anti-Asian um, post on social media. So specifically he put up something um, saying that COVID-19 was imported from China and a lot of that like um, Trump um, talk and I want to also be clear that this is not just a Donald Trump thing. Um, I, when Joe Biden put out a, a whole um, response, he talked about um, he talked about China in a way that wasn't um, po- like positive as well. And so this is just um, as we talk about white supremacy and whiteness and all the violence that springs from that. This is an example of one thing. It is it is. Um, horrific and shocking but not surprising because it's what white supremacy does so Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that and then open it up for you to say whatever you had to say and then I wanted to get into like another way I've seen it covered
0: yeah um like very (laughs) very saddened um and just It just makes me wonder like what level of indoctrination, indoctrination does somebody receive that they would wake up and say, today, today I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna target it in the lives of the, these many people based mm-hmm. on I'm I'm using language of arbitrary identity because we have no say in like right, like certain identities. Right it's like what I think it would be easy to say, oh, it's hate, but that's definitely a a taught and reinforced and doubled down on teaching mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, is, it is it is extremely sad like I I, I would um. It's extremely sad because, and, and I know exactly what it what it feels to be targeted, and to know that someone could have this much. Um, I'm gonna say hate, but it but I, I, I can't. It's not just hate. Like when I think about hate, I think about interpersonal relationship, right? Okay. Like I've built up some emotion based on our interactions or our past or our history, but someone would have this much. I don't know what the word is. Someone would have this much mm-hmm. against me simply because of my racial identity. It's mind-blowing um, and sickening. Like, it's sickening.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And I, and I think
1: that that's right. And I keep thinking about um, interpersonal relationships as well as... Um, as well as like the societal norms, like this is a norm. It is a norm to be able um, to to treat people um, with disrespect, to be violent towards them, and then have that violence excused. Um, that is something that that happens because people think that is okay. So you see what happened in Wisconsin when that boy shot up folks at a protest, you see what happened in Atlanta when this boy like targeted working Asian women and killed them. Like you, and, and it's like, oh, he had a bad day. It, it's, it is excused and it is okayed and it is um, made normalized by by those in power, um, and I, and I think that one of the things that is really necessary to say is that Black folks have always and should always and continue to stand in solidarity with, like, communities that are, that are harmed. But what I have seen is this, like, call or this demand for solidarity as if Black people were the folks who did it. And that's really disturbing to me and it's also just a a trick of whiteness to me um instantly when this happened all of the kind of black activists i know people i know were sharing how sad they were about this and saying how do we show up and how do we listen that is what i saw from the people in my community and you know for me this is not i i I sat back and i said okay i want to listen to amplify and support the people who are in my community um, because what that's what I should be doing and at the same time I then see an article go up on NBC that's like how do black people be in solidarity with 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 the Asian community at this time and I actually know one person who was interviewed for that article and I know that she wouldn't have um been interviewed for that article if that was how she, it was framed to her like specifically around like you black people need to be in solidarity after this violence committed by white folks. Um, And I I just feel like I said, it's a trick of whiteness to like make this some sort of competition between black and and Asian communities because we know that this violence stems from the same place. And I was really, really, put off by that and upset by that because I know that it is not designed to keep anybody safe. It's actually designed to keep us all um, under like the thumb of whiteness.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw that article and then to get into the comments was like even worse, right? Like you get into the comments and you see... Well, actually uh, most assaults on Asian people come from black men and it's okay. Are we looking at interpersonal relationships where we are in communities together or are we looking at random black men just coming from, you know, like these are two are not comparable. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like, what about black on black violence? Mm-hmm. Interpersonal relation, like again, interpersonal relationships. But it was like, but I, I very much when I saw that, I felt the Mimi, the 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 uh, Mimi from uh, uh how many oh, Yeah, Nini, like now how I get in this? Like, right.
1: right, right.
0: We're all, we were already doing the things that you said, like showing showing solidarity. We 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 that's what we do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Even when sometimes, and I'm like. Not in this, not in this case, but like there are times where I've seen things happen with white women. I'm like, A-a-a-a-a-a-a-a. like, don't, like, no. We our 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 instinct is to think, to show science to show solidarity. That's mm-hmm. what we do. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. We didn't need that. We didn't need that. NBC. Yep. The question should have been to white folks: How can white folks do their work? Of eradicating white supremacy. That's the only headline I want to see.
1: Right, right.
0: It's the only headline that makes sense here.
1: Mm -hmm. And there is work to be done. Like you know, we can we can read about the atrocities of history that have happened to other communities, so that we can fully understand exactly what whiteness is. And that is, like, if you give me a reading list, yeah. If I like, yes, I'm down to do that. Um, And I probably and I've asked for that. Because I want to, I like, I think it is important to talk about the intertwining of these histories. I went to, and I think I've talked about this a couple of times, but I went to the um, uh, the the museum in Montgomery. And they had like relics from Jim Crow. And something I didn't know, even as a grown up, I didn't realize like how anti, like it was like no blacks, no Mexicans, no Puerto Ricans. And we never talk about the ways that like the Jim Crow South didn't just district, did like it was like black people and. Like so it was definitely anti-blackness and black folks was like a huge huge target and they went after Mexican folks and they went after indigenous folks and they went after Puerto Rican folks it will it's been across and so when we do stuff um like only talk about model minority myths or like when white people like uplift that it it, it doesn't show the ways that whiteness has used like has used its power to discriminate against folks across the board um and, and it doesn't, and I think that there, we can address anti-Asian violence as well as talk about anti-Blackness. These are not two separate issues. There are two issues that spring from the same thing. Um, and it was just really disappointing to see that article in the midst of like communities grieving um, and showing up for each other um, and and pointing the finger at Black folks when this is like work that white people need to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I wanted to make sure that we um, we said something about that, um, you know, because I think that both of, it was on both of our minds and our hearts today, and I want to uh, just acknowledge the, the passing and, um, and the loss of these lives, and um, yeah, then I want to go um, to the rest of the show. So, <clears throat> let me take my collective, let me collect myself, take a breath. You
0: better answer.
1: You know, I got to center myself, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Um, And so wanted to start with, you know, just pop culture, like what's going on in the world. Um, Did you watch any of the Grammys?
0: I watched my bits and pieces. I didn't watch the whole show Um, for some reasons that I'll I'll get into.
1: (laughs) One of the best things I think that about the internet existing is that I could watch the bits and pieces I wanted to see yep the, I don't have to I I did not watch any non-black performances
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it I love that for you
1: I, I love that journey for me mm-hmm. and yeah I was able to see so I was able to see uh Meg Thee Stallion when when, when Meg said what would Beyonce do with, but what would Beyonce do but make it a little ratchet I said yes
0: yes spoke all of our hearts and
1: also let's not forget that beyonce is also a little ratchet
0: but (laughs) i was thinking that like hey girl beyonce is definitely our ratchet friend that made it (laughs) (laughs)
1: um and i just appreciated um so you know meg won um for best new artist and then she also won uh like for for uh savage i Mm -hmm. love that be her and beyonce i love that beyonce has a grammy for best rap rap song because i've been telling y'all beyonce was my favorite rapper
0: and you ain't been wrong (laughs)
1: um and just like the graciousness of seeing beyonce like be excited for meg like what let her have her moment um, i love that meg just took her time to just be like queen of the damn hive she was mm-hmm. like it's beyonce oh my god beyonce next to me thank you so much for me like just did not care about her speech just gave it all to beyonce it was very sweet um mm-hmm. and then when they walked off stage that we were told that beyonce made this music history and it's always this really hard thing with the grammys all of these awards because it's always in my mind i'm like man these awards is bullshit but and my fave one (laughs) it's like you know um so that has that's a part of of my grammy journey but i didn't watch anything oh and i watched uh megan cardi's performance which
0: i haven't watched the chat i I need to because this isn't getting all of the conversation
1: um are very 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 upset about WAP,
0: and people are upset (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched it yet I'm about to not right now but I need to um yeah I enjoyed the parts that I watched I definitely cried um at Meg's uh and Beyonce's like when I cried again when Meg won um new artist um and then I found out that that white girl won uh Child. Anyway, what she one more words? I don't
1: know. I ain't album this. of the
0: year, motherfucking Taylor Swift. Did she? Mm. Girl, yes. Interesting. This is her third album of the year win, and Taylor Swift music is not good. It's not not album of the year three times in a row or three times good. So I, yeah, I what what I saw, I enjoyed. Mhm. Uh-huh. I was a little like, oh, they're in person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were not feeling
0: the in-person vibes? I wasn't, but then when I like did something, good, I immediately started reading. Like how the fuck they, how the fuck did they think this was okay? So I started doing some reading and I mean, they were mostly outside. They were masked when they were, you know, at their tables, but they were taking their masks off to hug each other and they were also breaking the rules so how it went was the presenter was at this one you supposed to come on stage and go to the other microphone not go to the microphone with the presenter (laughs) so that kind of upset me and my homegirl a little bit
1: yeah yeah i mean like i said i didn't really watch much of it oh i also said i saw that blue ivy is also a grammy award-winning artist so
0: runs in the family
1: I just remember how much people had to say about Blue Ivy. Like I remember a conversation about her hair and what was happening and what wasn't happening, like all of the things. And so I just want the best things for Blue Ivy. I mean, I know she's rich and she is privileged and she is going to have the best things, but I want them for her because people really acted a fool on that little girl. And that, that means something like I, you know, people people say things in public as if they are not able to be consumed by people who are impacted, um, and so whether that's a little girl who's thinking about like, you know, her natural hair, whether it's Blue Ivy herself, like people really acted a fool on that little girl, um, and it was weird. I'm like, why are y'all so invested in like saying awful, awful things um, about a child? so anyway excited to see blue ivy win her award and then um there was also a performance and some fallout um did you see um little baby's performance
0: i didn't and after the fallout i'm glad I i didn't partake so little baby who
1: i do so like here's the interesting thing about this person to me is that i did not realize that it was not the baby until like the day before the grammys i was like oh this is different okay cool um and so he reenacted a police murder on the stage with kendrick sampson um he uh, did his song, which I still kind of didn't understand the words because I couldn't understand him. And then um, there was like police and a lineup and dancers. And then uh, Tamika um from the organization. And, and she's, you know, obviously activist organizer um, from the organization Until Freedom um, got up and like gave kind of like a rallying cry, a rousing speech, if you will. Um and then the performance was over. Killer Mike was on the performance. You know how I feel about Killer Mike, um, which is not amazing. Um, and there has been a lot of fallout. Um, what have you seen? What have you seen online about this?
0: So I saw that Samir Rice's mom um, definitely and made it known that there has been a lot of profiting and star building and clout collection you know in the name of her son and other um black folks that have been murdered by the police Mm -hmm. um and she's sick of it she she's had enough mm -hmm. she's had enough Mm
1: -hmm. i i constantly am struck by um there's always this question of like what would be like the thing from the 90s that would be popping if we had social media and it's like really this like understanding that being able and having your own platform to be able to tell your own story from your phone and from anywhere you are, um, has changed the way narratives are built. Um, and so, there's a lot of, I think, conversation going around as if this is new,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when a lot of these conversations about you know public facing activists have have been had. For years, I mean, my mama was having these conversations about whatever, wh- whoever the activist of the time was. When I was growing up, we've had these conversations. Um, it just is different now um, because people have like a platform to speak for themselves, and that, I mean, you know, all love to Tamir Rice's mom. Um, I she has uh, she put folks put up her Cash App. I uh, donated as well. Um, because I do think that there is something about how we need to take care of um, people who, I, I, I think about all the time, like, when I speak or i am given an interview or people are, are asking me for a quote, the reason that my work is relevant is because a Black person I had to die. And you cannot... For better lack, lack of a better term, you cannot police the feelings of families who have had their loved ones like snatched from them, who have to see their babies be used on posters and in songs, and 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 the perception that people have gotten rich off of it. Um, it's it's messy and it's hard.
0: It is. And I think you're absolutely right, but we cannot police and what whatever she expressed, whenever she expresses it, is right. Like you, mm-hmm. you like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who, who who gonna check her?
1: Well, Sean King apparently tried.
0: Sean King, Sean, <laughs> woo! Sean King. Let me tell you what I saw today. It was like your regular reminder that Sean King. Claims of blackness is the fact that his mama slept around. They don't really know who his daddy is. So he's decided I'm black.
1: <laughs> I can't deal with y'all. I don't know nothing about that man's racial identity, but what I do know is that he is not accountable to anybody with who's on the ground directly connected to movement. Like he's just not accountable to folks. And so I I think about this. I keep saying this. I think about this. I th- I'll be thinking all the time, y'all. That's all I could do in the house. Um, <laughs> it is like. There are a lot of these public facing activists, some of them I know some of them I don't, um who get hit from the right wing folks and who get hit from rightfully called in and called out from community folks and so a lot of times and sometimes not rightfully, to be honest, like sometimes it's it's not. I'm not saying this. This is not the case is that. That's not what I'm saying. I want to be really clear. That's not what I'm saying about this case. Okay. But I've seen that happen. And these people get, become even more insular. So then they retreat within themselves and their bubbles, and they don't hear outside of that. Um, and so when we are having these conversations, this is not a conversation that, that like, permeates the, like, wall of protection they've built around themselves and that's why you can't do this work if you're not accountable to people i never want to be in a p- position where somebody can't call me up and be like tracy you want some bullshit mm-hmm. but the more that we platform folks and they become further and further and further away from and just become like a face of work um it becomes easier for for people to like ignore Um, ignore what's happening and I think that that also means that there are a lot of different strands of um, organizations and 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 things like that so I know originally there was like a call out of Tamika and then of BLM and so Tamika has her own organization Until Freedom that's the group that did the BriannaCon which was its own thing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and which we talked about on the show yeah And then that's separate from BLM Global that there was an AP story that they raised $90 million and people are asking where that money is. And so all of that gets conflated um, as one thing. And it's messy. It's really, really messy. And it's really unfortunate because I, I think the commodification of our grief and of our death is... we I, like it's, it's always going to be movement is always going to be messy because the world is messy. It's mm-hmm. hard to like create something perfect when the root that all of this has sprung up from is like what this world is. So there's always going to be struggle and there's always going to be problems. And there's always going to be conflict and with ca- and like throw capitalism in um, and it gets even worse and people get even further apart because our ideologies around some things aren't the same. I don't even know where I'm going with that, but just to say that it's messy and it's unfortunate. And I really hope that Tamir Rice's mom and all the parents of folks who have been murdered by the state who are who are saying that they feel taken advantage of, I, I hope that they're being held and I hope that they uh, are being taken care of and that uh, we can do more for them. That's yeah. really it. I hope we can do more for them.
0: I agree yep that's it
1: and also sean king got to shut the fuck up
0: i'm gonna go to his Facebook right now and tell him that honestly (laughs) i don't know why he hasn't blocked me
1: (laughs) somebody what was the new name i I saw from him for him today um it was uh what was it
0: somebody called him
1: harry bill fun me
0: there we go there we go
1: i said you know what how are they always funny Every time, so yeah. Um I think that maybe you don't watch this, and so we talked about this before, but do you watch The Bachelor or have you ever watched The Bachelor? No. Are you caught up with even even if you haven't watched it? Are you caught up with this new set season of drama?
0: Mm-hmm there's always some bachelor drama, and it doesn't help that I'm watching this parody of The Bachelor. What is it called? It's on TikTok, child. One of my one of my TikTok people. Do like, she, does little, she does a little parody. Um, I don't think I'm caught. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't tell, is, me me. Is, so, wow. so, tell me what it is, and I'll tell is. I'll tell you if I'm caught up.
1: <laughs> I'm over you with TikTok. So basically, um, so you know, I'm an OG Bachelor fan. I've been watching this since the very, very beginning, um. And I've always watched for this like escapism um, and these like fantasy dates and people falling in love in five minutes because you know, I'm a Libra, so I fall in love in five minutes. You know, when I see somebody and I like him, we done dated and broke up in my head before we've even like gotten into all of that. So I deeply resonate with (laughs) we went on one date and you're the one for me. Um, (laughs) Like I get it very, very on a very deep level. Um, and so anyway, it's mostly been white people and like every season they'll have like a black person. So like the bachelor, uh, is this part where it's like a man choosing between women and the bachelor is one of a woman choosing between the men. Um, and so it's obviously like super white, super heterosexual, super, all of the isms. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's designed to be that way because it's like a show from a network <laughs> that is also designed with all the isms. Um, And so uh, Black people have always had a bad experience on the show. And there was a Black lead a few years ago, Rachel, who I really enjoyed. I really enjoy her. Um, I did not enjoy her season for some of the reasons I'll get into. Um, But they were talking about whether or not they, when they were going to finally have a Black bachelor. So they finally got one this season. His name is Matt. Um, And so his mom is white, his dad is black. He didn't know his, he didn't grow up really knowing his father. So his whole season has kind of been this whole exploration of race, which is Mm -hmm. why I hated it because I don't watch The Bachelor for like commentary on race. ABC does not have the range and The Bachelor certainly does not have the range to talk about
0: it. Right? I watch it to see
1: people go on like fucking helicopter dates and hop off planes and go mountain climbing and you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. being, and so- they tried to like have conversations about race without having any care or concern for Matt as a lead. And in addition to that, they had a white woman, her name was Rachel on the show and, um, she, it came out that she had a whole bunch of racist like Instagram posts from a few years ago. So she like, she, I think she's from the South. So she went to like a old South party, like some antebellum shit. And then she like has like QAnon theories and stuff like that. So this was uncovered while the show was airing by fans. And for me, because something similar happened on Rachel's season, y'all know this about these people. Y'all know you can vet these people before they come on the show. And y'all choose not to. Mm-hmm. Or you did vet them and you brought them on for extra drama.
0: This is, this is good TV. Because
1: it's good TV. Because I have people reaching out to me like, oh, I know you watch The Bachelor. I'm going to watch this one episode. I'm going to watch this because I'm going to catch up. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is they try to do like the secretive thing. I think for the past few years, as the internet has become bigger, it's harder to be secretive. Yep. Um but like, cause you know, blogs will spoil it, or people will spoil it because like Instagram will spoil it. So say like you and Larry you didn't want people to know y'all was dating, but like y'all went to Door County and you took a picture in like a, a hotel room and was like, I'm enjoying my weekend. And then Larry take a picture like outside mm-hmm. of it, and then here comes some super suits like looks like Shavonda and Larry were in the same you know city at the same That's time. That's how
0: I found out. That's how I found out a local couple was in a. Excuse me, Cuba? Wait, what? That's I how I find out a local couple was in the Dominican Republic, Cuba. They were somewhere tropical.
1: Oh, look, you sleuthed in too like a bachelor so fan. door
0: was. I was like, wait a minute. This is the same building, same time of day, same. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's exactly how it's been on The Bachelor for the past few years. Mm-hmm. So what'll happen is, you know, they'll they'll go through the show, it'll dwindle down, and like the last, they'll have. Um, A special so like if it's the bachelor it'll be like the women tell all so they'll give back all the women that he has like said you know like no to Uh and they confront him and then like the final either two or three are not there because the last episode shows how he he like chooses between the fight the top two or three
0: Uh
1: and so anyway um this season was all the way spoiled and it came out that not only was this Rachel girl like super racist or like had liked all these racist things, but that she also was the person he picked. Yo face. <laughs> I really wish y'all could have seen Shavonda's face. It was a gift. Like she.
0: <laughs> God damn. yikes on bikes my nigga (laughs) oh good. oh
1: yeah it was a mess and so as this is coming out that she's racist as it's getting spoiled (laughs) that he likely picked her um and like even if they didn't people didn't know for sure that he picked her they knew she was in the top So um, Rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette has done a lot of like basically race-based PR for the show, Um, like interviewed the guy who has been the host of the show from the beginning. And he defended the girl for these pictures. Of course. And he kind of was like, yeah, you know, in a post, in like a 2021 world, we know this is not okay, but, you know, this wasn't a good look. But what about, because Rachel said something like, this wasn't a good look. He was like, yeah, in 2021, it wasn't a good look. But in 20, when she took these pictures in 2018, he said that shit like 2018 was like 1818. 18. Like, what the fuck? You mean? <laughs> this wasn't good. Like, it was, he completely, like, it was like a really ugly, confrontation not confrontation it was a really ugly conversation and then uh rachel because he's been the face of the franchise for a very long time and all of that he um (laughs) he was like kind of put back and he was like i need to do my work and learn about (laughs) raising i'm gonna step back (laughs) and so people tried to like bully rachel offline like rachel Lindsay, the black one Because they were mad that this man went away. Yeah, all of that. I wish y'all could see it's so hard with your voice recording because Siobhan's whole body expressions are the show. (laughs) It's so much better than anything that I I can ever say.
0: White people, y'all is whiteness is wild. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. shit is wild. You know how like if you ever drank a certain liquor and you got really sick, you're like, "Damn, now nah, I don't drink that no more." Like, you will yeah. never fuck with it no more. Like, talk, a, mm-mm.
1: talk of vodka for me, actually. There
0: it is. There it is. You don't. You don't drink that no more. You don't drink that no more because that was the sickest you ever got at drinking. So, whiteness continues to make us sick, and our silly asses will be like, "Let me get some more. <laughs> Let me get some more." <laughs>
1: You basically was like Chris Harrison is (laughs) Takavaka.
0: What the fuck? Trying to think, what will I never drink? Nothing. I haven't had anything. I've gotten plenty sick, but it's nothing I would stop drinking. So I must have been, I must say, been sat down hard enough. Listen. I think being naked in a public restroom (laughs) should have should have put some drinks off the menu. It should have. but they didn't but they did
1: I would say so first of all the name Takavaka in itself should let you know I shouldn't have been (laughs) drinking that bullshit (laughs) like it tastes like rubbing alcohol first of all and also I don't drink anything that comes in a bottle that bounces (laughs) like I refuse this is not for me I'm, I'm too grown for it
0: that's smart yeah that's smart yeah I don't know what it is that I would not drink Cause the mimosas had me done. I fell asleep <laughs> in a restaurant, and my friends let me. Like the, no, just t- just tuck her in. She'll be fine.
1: <laughs> that mimosa drug is a little different drunk. I got mimosa drunk and so in twenty, you know, I lived in Colorado in twenty fourteen. I did a midterm race, and so we lost. And after we lost, we was just out here belligerent. Like we were just like, whatever. We gonna do whatever. So, we had been working so hard, we really didn't have opportunity to go out to like brunch or do any of that stuff. So, I had set up a whole treat yourself day. So, I had set up brunch, Manny Patties, time at the mall. Then we, went to, we were supposed to go to David Buster's, we went to the movies. Like, it was a whole day. So, I set up the That's brunch. That's
0: going to be us when we get these vaccines. Oh,
1: can't wait. <laughs> so, um, set up brunch and i like set a reservation all the things we get there they had lost our reservation so you know i'm belligerent oh it must be because i'm black <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like man we definitely didn't know tracy was black on the phone get the fuck out of here but you know like they had to they had to like you know whatever so they used to sell these mimosas and basically like if you went to the place and you it was six or more of you though you got bottomless mimosas they would give it to you in like a big like big ass like leader um serve yourself thing Mm -hmm. so while they were waiting for our table to clear up they were like you know we'll give you free bottom bottomless mimosas at the bar so i'm already drunk before they sit us down because i'm also (laughs) hungry (laughs) because you know me like it's brunch so i'm starving and drunk and you know how you, when you know you drunk, when you have to go to the bathroom several times in a sitting? <laughs> like, that's when you know it's a problem with you. Like, <laughs> oh no, I gotta go to the bathroom again. So I'm there drunk and they bring a, the leader to our table. And everybody's like, oh, I'm already a little toasted. I was like, we gotta drink it. Gotta drink it. Those are the rules. We gotta drink it. And so it was basically almost just me drinking this tall ass thing of mimosa. I was belligerent. I was loud. And then somebody look, looked at us crazy because their kids was there. And <laughs> this is like apparently a Tracy-ism that people still say about me. Um, the, somebody at the table was like, Tracy, it's kids here. I was like, man, fuck them kids. Take them kids to IHOP.
0: <laughs> this is brunch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like in my whole spirit. If your that's kids, me. yes, if fuck the kids, kids. Spend your whole stimmy on yourself. <laughs> if you
1: can't take your, if your kids can't see me be belligerently drunk, then they don't need to be at the bottomless mimosa joint. Okay,
0: so don't.
1: <laughs> Speaking as that's somebody, what we here kids, for. I'm so rude. I'm so rude.
0: That's what we here for. Can I share something I just saw on Facebook? Of course you can. My Facebook friend said, Lord... Hold on. I love that you're on Facebook as recording. Go ahead. Yes. Lord. (laughs) Trigger warning. Police violence. Lord, the police has shot some white woman's dog. That's not the funny part. The first comment is... The first comment is... (laughs) Oh god! Wait, wait! Things are about to change. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Why are we like this? You are. Why are up? we like
1: this? Because
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> things are about to change, and they are. A change, a change, gonna come. They fucked up. Now they shot this white woman's dog. They, they didn't to shot defund. Lassie. They put the a defund. All these fucking departments. Okay, count your fucking days. We won. We, <laughs> we won. won. We did it, Joe. We did. it. We did it.
1: <laughs> y'all have. Y'all have really um done so much <laughs> with with these memes. I like there was a picture that uh, of Kamala like it looked like she's calling Joe. She's like, Joe, they ask her where they checks at. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't I can't deal with y'all in these memes. I truly cannot. I was gonna talk about this later. But we can talk about it now. So <laughs> the rapper Moneybag Yo. <laughs> <laughs> they have now changed it at post stimmy to Moneybag Joe. And they have put Joe Biden all on fucking rappers' faces. They got Joe Biden. You know the picture to do with the whole Newport fit. Why they superimpose yes. Joe Biden face yes. <laughs> on the dude with the Newport fit? Yes. Moneybag
0: Joe. I'm gonna tell you. So, in the past stimulus send outs, we didn't get any stimulus payments for Mike and Nick because they are no longer eligible for the child tax credit. When I woke up this morning and saw that money bag Joe make sure that Mike and Nick got a full STEMI, I said, Oh. So, he is my uh, my STEMI sugar daddy.
1: I was like, dude, really, really turned it around. He went from Jim Crow Joe to Moneybag Joe.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> the PR for, you for that ass. That's the kind of PR Germany need, because I still ain't going. <laughs> 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 need to well, you so my son, Oliver, my son, Oliver, it takes German. That's his foreign language. hmm his teacher was like "Yeah, we have a trip planned for germany for next summer and i bust out laughing he was like ma'am and I, I, all i thought about was me saying like germany is not a place i'm trying to go <laughs> <laughs> for what reason
1: <laughs> lord that's amazing <laughs> well yeah i didn't get a semi i'm sad about it but you know all powers to people who did
0: i'm
1: gonna very- simulate your cash app hey mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. side note you know i've been using the joy app we all over the place right now but i've been using the joy app i've been i'm on day like 77 of daily workouts
0: you was doing it okay doing it and
1: um most because you know it's all like a video no equipment so it's a lot of squats yeah and i walked past the mirror today i okay. said okay Checking your refreshment and telling your best friend, like girl, yeah. I think. My, hey, hey, hey. I was like, I'm finna come out of I'm finna come out post vaccination. Sitting. Listen, wearing less and going out more. And by going out more, I mean going out at
0: all. Sitting. <laughs> right. Oh. Let me tell you how tired I was yesterday. Yesterday, so nobody goes to our office. Nobody goes to our office at work. And uh I told the boys, hey, you know, we start the drudgery. You know, we got senioritis. We got, it's the last semester. I've been doing this shit for a year. I'm tired. So, like, what if we, you know, four change to scenery? We all just go to the office and we can live office life. <sighs> we were there for five hours. Ooh. I said, what? I haven't been outside of my home this long in a year. In a year. I said, I am never going to be able to be at, a, at nobody's job. You want me to be here for 8.5 hours? Mm-mm. I'm going to need a cot in the back and a two-hour nap time. I can't do this. Mm-mm. This is not what the creator wanted for me.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I'm going to cry if I have to be. And my job is not even one that requires for me to be in one place.
1: Wait, you really did give me a little stimulus, hey? <laughs> you, you
0: know, Money Bag Joe came through. <laughs>
1: Shavada can
0: tell you right now that bands will make me dance. (laughs) Bands will make Tracy (laughs) dance. Speaking wait, random. Here we go, another random. So everybody knows I don't fuck with Gretchen Mead. Who is that? You don't got to know who Gretchen Mead is. No, I don't fuck with that bitch. Don't fuck with her. Today I'm driving. Are you Googling Gretchen Mead? Yeah. Do you remember I made that post like celebrating a white woman for for Women's History Month? And at the end it was like, "Fuck, fuck this bitch. That's Gretchen. So I'm, I'm looking driving. at her like, why you all fuck with this? Uh, she <laughs> fuck Gretchen Mead. Fuck. Okay, let me tell you why I'm fuck with Gretchen Me. So Gretchen Mead used to be the executive director of uh, Victory Garden Initiative. Yes, I we see. found out during interviews, Gretchen was asking black people, "Can you define white supreme or can you define white privilege for me?" And so I'm you asking I'm, me I'm, you asking you ask me this question. So we're explaining to her, like, all the reasons why it's fucked up labored over this bitch for hours. She fucking blocked me. Bitch, fuck you. Fuck that hoe. I can't stand Gretchen Mead. I can't motherfucking stand. Anyway, so I'm driving. I'm literally driving. And I get a notification on Venmo. And I also was Gretchen. And I'm like, I know motherfucking Gretchen Mead. They made no motherfucking donation to Love on Black Women. My mom in the backseat, like, who is Gretchen Me? I'm like I, I'm gonna cuss this bitch out. I'm keeping her. I'm keeping her money, and I'm cussing this bitch. And my mom was. Like, my mom in the backseat dying, laughing. Like, damn, you gonna keep her money and cuss her out? Absolutely, cause mm-hmm. shit ain't sweet, Gretchen. Wasn't mm-hmm. even, Gretchen Me? Um, thank you, Gretchen, for your donation. We, we appreciate. <laughs> <it. sighs> I saw Gretchen and was ready. Do ret- you understand how ready I was? That Venmo conversation was going to be on fire. Bitch, don't you ever in your motherfucking life. I I don't know if Venmo could block you or what, but it was going to happen today. First time in history. (laughs) I would have violated the community. But I'm keeping your money. But I'm keeping your money. But it wasn't even that Gretchen, my bad. I don't even...
1: This story was quite a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't be all over the yeah. place. We was talking about The Bachelor. I'm looking at the, like, where are we at this agenda? <laughs> we,
0: we, we, we gone, baby. We gone. It's over. We talking about The Bachelor. We talking about being in the office for 8.5 hours. I'm not going to be able to do it.
1: No. That's a requirement
0: know. for your job. I'm sorry, Mr. Nigga, but I can't work here. Mm-mm. I can't work here. No. And my job didn't even require for me to be in the office. Like my job was like, you know, we would be all over the place. one thing I enjoy, right? I, w- I would be all over the city. You know, that was a requirement of my job for me just to be out here in the streets. Mm-hmm. I, c- I-, I can't be away from home that long. Mm-hmm. I'm institutionalized. I can't be out there too long. <laughs> I need to be mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. I need comforts. I need to be laid down
1: in between meetings. That's what I need. That's what I need. I need to be able to lay down between meetings. I need to be able to roll over from my first meeting, still in my pajamas, take a shower in the middle of the day. I can't do it. Do that at the WeWorks. The fuck are you talking? Like, what are you talking about?
0: I can't do that. I can't. I need to be able to do emails from the bed in my bralette, right? And and bike shorts, right?
1: Which is what I'm wearing. I work
0: better. Right. I work better. (laughs) I need to
1: be free like what are you talking mm-hmm. about i need to be able to go cook my own dinner with all the comforts of the things in my refrigerator i don't want to meal prep, prep when I I a meal prep is what i am cooking that is
0: the prep that's the prep i need to be able to fry chicken <laughs> while also asking you to turn to go to slide number six so we can talk about <laughs> <laughs> because i have been frying fish in the middle of <laughs>
1: I was like chopping up vegetables while I was like giving a presentation. I'm over here chopping up zucchini, like, and next slide.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Give it to me. Yes, I was. I was definitely frying chicken. On my, and on my 15 minute break, I want to go clean my bathroom. When, I, when, when I'm when I'm in a meeting or or, or a workshop and I'm like, I'm gonna take a 10 minute break. I'm cleaning my bathroom mm-hmm. because when I get done at four and I take this wig off, I'm not doing nothing else.
1: I appreciate that I have several wigs, but they all are like the same general length. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a curly one and I have a straight one. I'm giving the secrets away now because I think that people used to just think I either like had my hair curly <laughs> or straight. Like, oh, you straightened your hair? Mm-hmm,
0: I sure did. I did not. It was a wig. My people know I got short wigs, long wigs, red wigs. <laughs> I got a little pixie cut. One day I was in a wig. Two seconds later, I had on a hat. Poor Matthew was like, "Did you just have hair?" The wig was too tight. In the middle of talking, though, I'm like, (laughs) "When I did my presentation for your class, that I have on a wig, you did, Mm -hmm. yeah." Mm -hmm. So, but that's what I need. Also, quite enjoy changing clothes several times a day. I enjoy changing my wig several times a day. I enjoy that. I need to be. I can't be traveling around with a big old wardrobe bag.
1: You do love an outfit change.
0: (laughs) <laughs> love a fucking outfit change.
1: You do love an outfit
0: change. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I love a fucking outfit change. I, that's what I need in my life. I love being barefaced my nine o'clock and full glam for my 11 hmm
1: hmm
0: hmm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going back
1: no i can't do it because you know the other thing for me is that i used to travel like all the time there's so much stuff that y'all will be like you was in milwaukee for that i'm like yeah i was there mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens all the time it'll be like a random saturday night par- dinner party i'm like yeah i was there mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. right have like a really nice circuitry board what are you talking about <laughs> it's because i used to just pop up like i would have to be in detroit a month so i would just take the train over to milwaukee like work the full day like i was always on the road so like that was the biggest adjustment for me and i can't imagine going back to always being in the airport
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no thank you yeah we deserve better we see the promised land we're not going back
1: we'll not be going back and I never mm-hmm. went into like an office for nine to five anyway. But I'm not going back to anything I I did before.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't have to. The COVID has shown us that we don't have to.
1: hmm We don't have to. Boom. Okay, look, let's get us back on track because we definitely went all the way around. Oh, your girl, Sharon Osbourne. Look, speaking of work, <laughs> speaking of being at work. <laughs> so Sharon Osbourne. The talk that bootleg view is now on like a hiatus, and which was wild to me because I was because they went on a hiatus to like investigate Sharon. I'm like, damn, did everybody lose money? Because y'all was investigating this one white woman.
0: Nobody wins when the family feuds.
1: <laughs> literally,
0: mm-hmm. literally.
1: Um. So anyway, um, she is like getting put together. And she basically said, "I'm being set up." <laughs> and She says she's being um, a sacrificial lamb, and she keeps saying that um, that uh, Cheryl, um, Cheryl Underwood is her friend. Girl, ain't none of my friends ever talk to me like that.
0: She's off to her real sideways. I just, she said, and don't you cry. When she, when she said, and don't you cry, we would have mm-hmm. been wrestling. But, okay, so I've never
1: watched this show, but apparently Holly, Holly Robinson Pete used to be on the show. Um, and mm-hmm. a, they are saying <clears throat> that, um, oh, and also Leah Remedy, and apparently um, Sharon Osbourne got them fired that's what Holly Robinson Pete is saying. She got them fired for saying, I guess they both
0: were being too ghetto. Holly Robinson Pete
1: <laughs> and Leah who were being too ghetto. Um,
0: Leah, yes, but Holly Robinson Pete, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like I Leah. Can, <laughs> I can see it for Leah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I like I like Leah too. You know, I used to love King of Queen, so whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um That was my little show. Arthur, rest in peace. Um so yeah, she's saying that it, the, the fact that they she said they set me up. Somebody on Twitter, uh Jay Smooth actually was like <laughs> he he was like, I she's like, I use the same excuses Mary and Barry. How could I be racist? <laughs> how could i be racist so anyway that's your girl sharon
0: i used to watch the osborne show back in the day did you yeah it was on mtv
1: i remember i i remember it being on there
0: i used to watch it i think i i think i think i was pregnant i was definitely pregnant back then i think
1: wasn't their daughter didn't their daughter get in trouble on the view or something one of them shows because she said something about like immigration and if something happened who's gonna clean your toilet yeah clean
0: your toilets mr trump and everybody was like that's not even giving what it's supposed to have gay what are you talking about it's giving white supremacy <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: that's what it's giving
0: who's gonna clean your toilets mr trump and said it with her whole chest yeah whole chest uh, but I also I never I haven't I didn't see it from Kelly Osborne since she used to try to fat shame people and it's like girl you was just a big bitch crying about people making fun of you
1: Oh yeah, because she lost weight and got put on that show with Joe River and Julianne uh-huh. Resick. Yeah. And, oh, and then when Zendaya had those faux locks and Julianne Resick said she smelled, she looked like she smelled like patchouli oil. Patchouli.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Kelly was sitting there like wide eyed, like well, Zendaya's my friend? So I'm not gonna." <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you should told her mama, you got to be quiet. <laughs> like you can't be saying shit like this. Who's gonna clean your toilet?
0: We haven't heard from Kelly since them toilets.
1: Look, you know I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm going to Google it right now. I'm on here
0: right now. (laughs) Who's going to clean your toilets, Mr. Trump? (laughs) Oh, Lord.
1: Oh, my God. Is this her? She did post to Stop Asian Hate. So that's something she did. She also has on here. um, It looks like a video she did with some Black people. See, Kelly is like, I'm not going to be like this. She looks so, my God.
0: Who's gonna clean your toilets, Mister Trump? You're on Twitter.
1: No, I was looking at her Instagram. Anyway, um, yeah, that is. She should have told her mama to be quiet because that was a mess. Look, oh yeah, they they brother Jack. What Jack doing? Someone being racist too? I ain't seen Jack in forever. (laughs) This Kelly Osborne. Oh, oh, apparently Julie Chen uh, said that Sharon Osbourne called her a wonton, and Jack Osbourne said that is crap. That's the last thing I see. About Jack <laughs> <laughs> He's Jack- like, my mom might be racist, but she ain't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did Kelly Osborne got all these black people on her on her uh, Instagram? I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
1: anyway, um and finally, your girl, I don't know if you heard about this. Your girl Stacy Dash is no longer a Republican.
0: What is she? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now what is she? She said um that January 6th, uh, Capitol riots put her over the edge um, and that she made a lot of mistakes. Um, she said she, she I think she got fired from Fox and she said, I lived my life being angry, which is what I was on Fox News. I was the angry conservative black woman. And at the at that time in my life, who uh, that it was who I was and. Um, she now describes herself as apolitical, though her stance on a few issues remains strong. She's anti-abortion and she is, quote, not a feminist. Um, She does not judge people, um, the color of their skin or their sexual or- orientation. That is not who I am, she says. She also says she will give Joe Biden a chance. You know, what? I, I didn't know that Stacey Dash was a Republican until... I was working for Obama in 2012 mm-hmm. and she came out and supported Mitt Romney. I said, what
0: the hell is Dion doing? Yeah, I don't think anybody knew. Mm. I don't think anybody knew.
1: Well, Stacy girl, um, I ain't fucking with you. So.
0: Yeah, no take backs.
1: <laughs> no take backs. Yeah, I'm not fucking with it, Stacey. Sorry. Um, good luck over there. Good luck out there. Good luck doing what you, whatever you going to do. Um, you know, pour one out for clueless. And then, oh shit, I guess that's the end. We have been talking in circles for a while. Um, we
0: didn't talk about the COVID vaccine experience.
1: Yeah. Okay. We can do that. And then I have an audacity of white man. Look at you get this together.
0: So yes.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I you've taken your first COVID shot and I yes. get my first COVID shot on Sunday. I can't fucking wait. Tell us about yeah. the rollout in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm proud of Wisconsin in regards to the COVID rollout. Um I think we're number, sorry, my Instagram is going off. I think we're number one in the Midwest and like number three in the country. Um, at least as, as far as I remember the, the graphic that um, Governor Ever shared out correctly, uh, it has been a fairly smooth process. There's lots of sh- there's lots of places to get it. There's the main like vaccination site, um, which is at the convention center um, downtown. Um, it's Walgreens, CVS, other grocery stores, um, community sites. Um, also, um, it seems like, They are so there. So, what what we had saw though was that black folks and uh, uh, Latino folks and indigenous folks were not getting access to the vaccine at the same rates as white white folks. What else is new, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But in response, um, they opened things up significantly. So, um, they were going to start Monday giving out zip codes to specific zip codes with no other um, qualifier. You didn't need anything else to qualify. Um, but they actually opened the site up early. They actually started people coming today, um, instead of waiting till Monday. Um, so, um, I was able to observe how vaccines went at those locations, um, moving people through very quickly, lots of volunteers. My mom, um, was eligible to get her vaccine through, um, a particular group. So I took her to the main site, um, today. And because I was her caregiver today, like, you want to get a shot while you're here? And I'm like... <laughs> i already have one but thank you uh, so I, I was appreciative and the site where people could go by zip code they were not asking folks to bring in anything it was hey you're here you have an appointment we're just going to verify this is you and then they set you up with your appointment for your second shot before you left Mm. Again, at that location, I heard several times, are you here to get a shot, mom? Are you here to get a shot, mom? Are you here to get a shot, mom? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I love that they're not making, uh, that it's not, that, that people are getting access fairly easily. Um, and then Monday, it opens up to folks with any um, pre-existing medical conditions that could make, um, that makes that that, that makes them um, susceptible to uh, some of the really bad outcomes with the coronavirus, and there's not people don't have to go get notes from their doctor. It's just the honor system. You show up and you say, you know, what makes you old? Do I have a pre-existing medical condition? That's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that opens up Monday. So I'm really, I'm really, from my experience of me helping people like get access to the vaccine. From what I can tell everybody who wants it hasn't been able to get it. They've also started doing in-home vaccination for people. I wish I would've got, I should've got my mama in-home vaccination. But when we went, there was lots of like parking right at the curb. Then they had wheelchairs available for you. Um, so it was it was smooth. Like it, when I first got there, I was like, wow, well, there's a lot of people here. We were out in about less than an hour. And that included the 15 minutes they have you stay for observation after you receive your vaccine. So they have you stay. They do have like medical people on site in case you have a adverse reaction to it. So mm-hmm. I pre I I have no complaints about what I have observed so far with the vaccine rollout here in Wisconsin. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in Oakland, I mean, I there was like a hiccup. I don't want to say hiccup. That's like, that's the right word. There was like a fuck up um, because they were giving it to people. I think for the same reasons that it was like, you know, communities of color didn't have access. And so um, you could like go on my turn, which is like the way you could, it's like a, my turn site in California. And you could like, one of the things was like, are you a person of color? And apparently people from outside of Oakland, like white folks from like the kind of, really, really white county outside of Oakland um, were checking if they were people of color um, and then coming in um, to get the vaccine so much so that they took away that as an option um, as something to check, which is really unfortunate, but not surprising uh, for what we know of how, how, this, how this rolls out. So I got a text today that was like, go right now to this site, do this, do that. And so I was really excited because I got... Um, a test um, I got it not a test I'm sorry a, um, a vaccine appointment and so did my roommates um, shout out to obesity my main bitch uh, making sure I got up in there doing her that thing.
0: privilege
1: I mm, mm, mm. Um, and then I've danced a lot this show um, yeah so I am ready to get my jab one of my homies got uh their jab today he said he got the Jonathan johnson one so he only has to go once
0: oh he won and done
1: he, he won and done i won't hit a quarter out here um i um it like what i did appreciate is so i set up the appointment um and it like verified via text like you know put in this code go back to the site did that And then um, I scheduled the first shot and the second shot, which I really liked. And then um, got like a really quick email from the official site. Boom, boom. I'm in there on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also appreciate the fact that when we were done, they were like, thanks for getting your shot. <laughs> See you back. Da, da da da. It was great. It was funny though cuz the twins went and the guy was like didn't I just get you a vaccine? I'm like that's his brother. He's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Didn't I just give you a shot?" <laughs> I'm like different color hoodies, pay attention. <laughs> he was like,
1: sir this is not um uh, you can't get it twice now."
0: You can't. You gotta come back in a few weeks for your second one. Mm-hmm. But shout out to him for paying attention, right? Right. <laughs> like, didn't I just right. <laughs> Who sent you back here? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was, and and all the staff has been have been really friendly, like super friendly. Mm-hmm. At the main site, I feel like everybody. here's FEMA there. Is paramedics there? cna Like everybody there. They got to follow. Like everybody, come out. Everybody, mm-hmm. come out. Get these shots. <laughs> The convention center staff is there. So they all in they black and they jackets because, you know, this is a usually where they, they're there. Like it is great. Even when they were checking people's um eligibility stuff. So at the main side, they do check eligibility stuff, but it, it wasn't like super invasive. It was like, you have your eligibility stuff. I'm like, here it is. And she's like, okay, go. Like wasn't even super like, digging so what that to say they're not creating additional barriers for people to get the vaccine Mm
1: -hmm. as they shouldn't because we all need it in order for it to work
0: right Right. so yeah no bad experiences and I'm also I'm appreciative of the people that are like I'm a little nervous and I'll ask you can I share some information with you and then I'll share and they'll, they'll read through it and I'm like okay I feel a little better about this you know and which which to me signals that the folks in charge of this shit did a very bad job of making the development process of this vaccine plain but they didn't make it plain so a lot of people have to take of, how did they do this so quickly it's not really quickly they had actually been spending years studying uh uh haven't been spending years like studying corona like uh, years um And so they're just building on pre-existing research. And also we know a lot about vaccines. We've been vaccinating against things for a long time. Mm -hmm. So this is not new. This is years of research they were able to build upon. There was no way we would have gotten a vaccine this quickly without that foundational um, research having already been done. But that wasn't explained to people, I think, in a way that was accessible. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, they're doing this too quickly. Much like how I feel about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I feel a way about that one shot. And I only got one shot for chicken pox. and so never questioned it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> never questioned it, right? Mm-hmm. I never questioned the fact, in my tetanus shot last 10 years, never questioned it. But something about this Johnson, and Johnson just don't sit right with me and don't listen to me, y'all. I'm sure it is totally safe. This is a me thing.
1: <laughs>
0: Not a real I thing. Mean, a me thing.
1: I will say- that i was very excited when they asked me for two appointments because i was like okay i'm not getting the Johnson and johnson
0: (laughs) when i got that five serve i'm like uh, oh yeah give me that one like i thought that's a cadillac right (laughs) give me that give me that five serve the boys got modern but it's okay because the five serve was tested on bigger people Mm, uh, more so you know the boys ain't big as nothing, so they'll be okay. <laughs> they'll be okay. Yeah, but I'm ex- I feel good excited. about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Feel- it's feeling. Yeah, so everybody is vaccinated, vax- vax- but Oliver, but he's not. He- he's not 16, so mm. um, he turned 16 at the end of May. So he said he wants it. I did ask my boys if they wanted it. Like I wasn't just like you're getting this vaccine. Like you want it, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: trying to fun- get those.
0: Do I get to go to school in April? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. I um, am also nervous about it, but not mm-hmm. so nervous that um, that I'm not going to take it.
0: I'm nervous about the second one because even though I know that anything that I, any sickness that I feel is just my body's doing its job. I know this, but nobody wants to be sick, mm-hmm. right? Like, even though you, you know that this is just my body doing what it's supposed to be doing, I don't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get sick with my flu shots this year, but the previous year I was sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I I'm, I'm, I, I am i do not want that. But um, another thing I'm really appreciative of is that, you know, folks that I work with are getting the vaccine, and so we're having conversations around like staggering a little bit, so that we can cover each other if need be. So that if you're not well, you are able to say I mean, we have the time to take, but if you're not well, you know, in the interest of like supporting like the people who we support like we can like kind of stagger our second shots to make sure that we can you know cover each other and I appreciate appreciate that I'm able to have these conversations in a work environment because you know somewhere somebody's like a loss and I'm like wait a minute we could talk to each other
1: (laughs) I mean if you choose to like it's if it's not you know
0: right right so I'm glad that I have I have that type of work environment that we we're all excited when they put down that think for those zip codes we was all like niggas yes niggas where the niggas reside where the niggas reside <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah 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 yep well that is all good news like I said I'll keep you updated on what's going on with my shot um and how I'm feeling afterwards and hopefully... My mom got it and didn't have any side... Or like no side effects. So I'm hoping that's some shit that runs in the family. <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, but... <clears throat> All right. So that takes us to the audacity of white men. Did you read the thing I sent to you first?
0: I did read it.
1: <laughs> so this week's audacity of white men is Matt Rowan. You probably don't know Matt Rowan because he is a nobody. However, he decided, so he um, was announcing a basketball game in Oklahoma, and one of the teams from Norman, Oklahoma, um, uh, during the national anthem decided to take a knee. And Matt good old Matt, did not know that he was on a hot mic. And so him and his co-host started talking shit about the young, this is a girls game, started talking shit about the young girls. And part of what he said was he called them, he said, I hope Norma gets their ass kicked. Um, And he also called them fucking niggers in the video or in the audio. (laughs) Imagine being Matt's grown ass and calling a team of little girls who decided to exercise their right to protest to fucking niggers.
0: Imagine me beating his ass.
1: And you might think, oh, that's enough. That's what made him audacious. And you would be incorrect about the whole story. Shivani, you know what Matt did after that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: matt decided to say so he released his apology and part of what he said was i will state that i suffer type 1 diabetes and during the game my sugar was spiked while not excusing my remarks it is not unusual when my su- sugar spikes that i become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Now, Shavonda, I am not a doctor. I also don't have diabetes. But what I'm going to say is, I'm going to go on a motherfucking limb and say, Matt, you lying. Matt, I know you fucking lying. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm going to go on a limb and say.
0: Uh, Diabetes saying, now how did I get in this? <laughs> <laughs> Type what? Like,
1: I know you ain't bring me in this shit. <laughs> I don't even go here. <laughs> this, this fool really said... You remember them snicker commercials where people turned to somebody else and it was like, eat a snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. That's what Matt said his life is. Whenever he gets... He needs some sugar. This this motherfucker said instead of ha- sing it, instead of drinking some apple juice. I say I just say nigger.
0: Oh my my sugar a little low nigger. I mean <laughs> what? You saw my sugar acting up. Come. You see, I, I'm like
1: sitting here. I know the story. I've read the story several times, and I'm still stunned.
0: Mm-hmm. it's like
1: not only did you say that shit but then when you got caught up you was like y'all don't worry about it It, i my sugar it was high or low my blood sugar was low i'm gonna go on a limb and say that we are around people whose blood sugar is low a lot and several of them today several of them have stopped themselves from saying racial slurs against little girls
0: The thing is, most importantly, they've not thought it. They've not thought it.
1: Matt was like, if I wouldn't have been hungry, I just would have thought that shit. I wouldn't have said it. (laughs) So, anyway. That's this week's Audacity of White Men. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's this because I see white man. Shavonda, is there anything you want to
0: add before we go? I just don't know how I got in this.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, with that, that is this week's episode of That's What She Said. Look at us being two weeks in a row. Get it, get Ow. it. And
0: mm. we back, and we back, and we back. Uh,
1: so thank y'all for listening tell your friends about us and yeah we'll see you next week or you know another time soon (laughs) about to say bye to the people
0: bye to the people